Hey guys, sorry for the long delay on podcasts. I've been working my ass off. Um, I've got tour dates coming up. I will not be canceling any of my tour dates coming up this fall. I am preparing for an hour special that I will shoot in D.C. in November. Uh, for who? I won't tell you yet. Um, Trip Flip every Wednesday nights. Our final episode is this week, and it is the funniest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Please, please watch it. It is Texas, and I promise you, you will get to see me. If you like my laugh, you will get to see my laugh ad nauseum because I do the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. We caught it on film. Uh, tour dates, go to birdbirdbird.com. Go get a book, get a shirt, get a good thing, get a thumb, thumb thing. Subscribe and rate and review this podcast. Today's guest, this was taped live in Montreal. That is where I am right now. I'm getting ready to go out and see Jimmy Carr, who might be my favorite comic I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was taped in Montreal in front of a live audience. My guests, Ari Shafir and Duncan Trussell. Mesdames et messieurs, bienvenue au Birdcast. Accueillez chaleureusement votre animateur, Bird Kreischer, et ses invités, Duncan Trussell et Ari Shafir. Wow, sold out crowd, right guys? <laughs> My manager didn't even show up. <laughs> Fuck this festival. <laughs> the fuck? Where's my manager? I guess fucking Jeff Dunham's doing something tonight. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for coming. This is a live broadcast. I've never done a live broadcast before. I, I, I've always found live podcasts to be annoying when you listen to them um, because it doesn't have that authenticity. You know what I mean? That's why I picked these two guys to be up here with me because my two best podcasts I've ever done are with the man directly to my right, Duncan Trussell, and the man Thanks. past that, Ari Shapiro. Thank nice. you, sir. Ari and I debated the fact of whether or not uh, Barack Obama had served one or two terms. If he was, uh, had been reelected or not. <laughs> Bugging. For like 20 minutes. We couldn't really know. <laughs> and we went back and forth. Because like, no, didn't he say that this next time he was going to do something? Oh, my God. I was like, I tr- promise you, I remember voting for a black guy. I did it once. And Ari's like, <laughs> and Duncan did my favorite podcast when uh, I had an anxiety attack. And you <laughs> did a guided meditation. Oh, yeah. That was Calm fun. <laughs> Those are my two favorites. So I feel like oh. we should talk somewhat about the festival we're at. Are you guys having fun? Yeah. Montreal, yeah, so yeah. far. I've been here about a day. Does it give you anxiety to make, make eye contact people with people that you know have helped you in your career, but you don't know who they are? Yeah, so much anxiety. There's like two women that I know yeah. I've worked with, and every time I see them, I'm like, hey, and they're like, ah. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and then I, and I, and I don't like, I, I thought this today, I was like, this festival is just fun when you're old enough to know everybody, mm-hmm. but then you realize, oh, you're not young anymore, so you're fucking a has-been. Oh. Like, that, like, like, That's so like, dark. I know. <laughs> I'm looking around, and I'm like, God, I know Jason Steinberg, and then I was like, and I was like, he's doing a documentary on Patrice, I see Donnell, I see Neil, I see you guys, I'm like, oh, I know everyone. And then I was like, who are these young motherfuckers? They're the ones that are the future. I'm this fucking has-been on basic cable that just is walking around like... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> You, this is when you got to do the thing. This is what I do. Here's when you got to do the thing. Jesus. Or imagine if you talk to your kids the way you just talk to yourself. Like imagine if you were tell if you treated anybody else like the way you're treating yourself. Like if I pulled George and I said, "See those fourth graders? They're the fucking future." If I was around someone that wasn't you, yeah, 
and they were talking about you. And yeah. they're like, yeah, you know that Burt Kreischer, that fucking has-been. I'd be like, fuck you, man. He's awesome. He's not a has-been. Yeah. So he was at the Montreal you. Comedy Festival this yeah. year. Yeah. It's the biggest comedy festival in North America. Well, he, had a, he had a panic attack in an elevator because he thought he got stuck in it and started <laughs> fucking asking people if they had Xanax. And then everyone's like, that rumor goes around. Who said that? <laughs> I just Me and my head in the shower today. <laughs> I'm so fucking in my head. Do you, but don't you don't you feel like that? You should not stay at this hotel. <laughs> you got to start wearing a burka so I, they don't know. Oh, uh, I would fucking love a burka. Me too. Oh my! Do you know how awesome that you could just tap out for the fucking day and be like, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not who you think I am. Yeah, and you don't have to drive. You don't have to drive. They have it good. I know a lot of people say that the women over in the Middle East have a rough life. I don't see it that way. <laughs> you see it. Easy street. I see easy street. Burka all day, burka? every day. You got fucking sodas and candy under your burka and you just eat. <laughs> Someone's driving you around. Of yeah. course, you can't say anything to anybody, but who cares? Your yeah. mouth's full of candy all day. Also, they probably shaved your clitoris off. Don't forget that kind of sucks. It's true. They like to they do that over there, clitorectomies. That's a real thing. I don't know how popular it is, but hey, at least you got candy, right? <laughs> Your clitoris looks like a tiny pepperoni thing Wait. just shaved down. Like Wait. an old bit of dried leather or something that used to be the most sensitive part of your body. So wait, do you think I mean this is gonna sound okay. God damn it, if this was not live, I could just edit this out and say it and then go if I didn't like it I could just take it away. You just say it. Anyway. But do you think like do you think uh like say like guys in the Taliban are generous lovers? Hmm. <laughs> Some of them have to be. <laughs> do you think they're like I hope she's happy? You know, it sounds like the premise for an awful romance book. <laughs> Like, like a rom-com? Yeah, a rom-com about a, a, a soldier who falls in love with a, someone in the Taliban. And Yeah, I could see that. I'm a generous lover. What does that mean? Like, I, I, like, I want to make sure <laughs> someone isn't hurry. <laughs> I, I want to make sure that I give her an orgasm before anything starts for me. Because I'm pretty, done pretty quick. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> wait, when you when you have one of your one if you're a really stand. generous lover, you'd give her to someone who could fucking go not so quick. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> I'm not that generous. Um, is there a child in here? No way. Oh shit. No, it's all right. He's cool. He's already been here. Oh okay. wow. Yeah. Oh wow. It's cool. Uh, never mind. All right. By the end of the podcast, there'll be an old man He's sitting over gonna there. Gonna go home and Google clit- clitoral <laughs> removal. Yeah, I just talked like, about clitorectomies in front clitoral. of an eight-year-old. Great. <laughs> He's French Canadian. He lost his virginity like four years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking this down a fucking spiral. So, uh, Ari, when you have a one-night stand with a chick, do you oh. want? Do you care if she has an orgasm? What? I don't know, man. I fuck to have fun. You know, you, you sound like George W. Bush in college. I just like to have fun, man. Yeah, it happens. It's like a fucking touchdown. I'm only headed for that. Wait, are you, but when you give, when you have, okay, let's start it from this side, Duncan. Yes, you have a new girlfriend. 
Yes. What? When you have, se- yeah, well, not, not new. You know, you've met her, but oh, okay. like, well, I guess not me. new. It's actually over, yeah, over a year now. I okay. Guess, so. When you have sex with her, do you make sure she has an orgasm every time? Absolutely, I do. See, because I am a generous lover. <laughs> oh, we lost the eight-year-old. Um, we just walked a child. He fainted. We just walked a child. He's like, I don't even know what loving is. God, we re- I apologize to whoever's child that was. Who bought him a ticket? Yeah, was he one of those? Uh, so, Ari, when you have sex with a chick, do you... Like, Could have been a vampire. Could have been. Maybe it was Benjamin Buttons. Um, I, uh, do you... Like, walk me through it. So let's say <laughs> you guys kiss a little bit. Are you like, are you like, time? To, if I can fuck, I'm fucking right away. Or are you like, well, let me go down on you. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. You go down on strangers. Sometimes. Oh, shut up. Yeah. It just seems so intimate to do to a stranger. I don't know, man. It's part of fucking. Yeah, it's just part of it. You don't get worried about it though, like going, like sticking your face down there in a complete stranger's. Oozing <laughs> reproductive organ that you don't know her at all. Like she could have done a gangbang earlier. Anything could have been. Get, we're about to fuck. It I could don't be know. oozing with the semen of hundreds of men. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a picture! What a Keep what a going. poem! What a poem! Where, where, it's actually... wait, start the story over again. Let's do this. Let's take her, let's take it to true creativity. Where did he meet her? <laughs> She's gotta be working at a coal mine in Chechnya. <laughs> Something up. Just off the boat. <laughs> She's got to be. She does. This woman does not speak English. Right. No. For way. No way. Oh. And I'm just saying. Like I. I always think sometimes. Like. Well. Like, well I like, like this that. is why my brain. I don't think I have a regular. Not a regular brain. I could turn my fucking phone off. But like I don't. Not that I have a bad brain. But I have like this fucking thought thing where it's just like. Like we went to go do a show. I went to do a show. My wife came with me, and we got this uh, girl. And the girl had a Russian accent. And she babysat my kids, and I was like, she's going to fucking steal my daughters and put them into uh, sex slavery stuff. What? And I started thinking and obsessing about that. So I pulled Georgia aside. I go, keep your phone on, okay? If any fucking guy comes over here, you fucking lock the door, you and your sisters, and you call me right away. We'll come home. And now my daughter's just sitting there like fucking, what the fuck? Guys are coming over? And I was like, listen, it doesn't matter. But that's where my brain goes. I think it's like catastrophe thinking. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how we got on this fucking subject, but... Do you guys have that catastrophe thinking? Yeah, once in a while. Yeah, man, I get the uh, it's I get the forensic files narrator in my head where you know you start hearing that no matter what I'm doing as innocuous as a thing as it might seem, like even like going hiking, I'll fabricate the most horrific results of the most innocent activities. Like because yes. I live near Griffith Park and I know there's a mountain lion up there. So Dude, I, I, I yeah, getting attacked. I cannot yeah. go on dog. hikes anymore in fucking L.A. on the coolest places because I know there's fucking mountain lions. Yeah, and you just think, well, yeah, I'm biking up there, and you just imagine what that would be like. Just claw your eyeball out, one eyeball, or just the initial out. feeling of like, wait, what? Something just jumped on me, and it's <laughs> oh, yeah. hissing, and like. <laughs> And you get this last it. second yeah. of like, wait, I'm d- Dude, it's killing me. A cat is eating me. I jump when the <laughs> elevator doors open and there's someone standing right there. I go, ah! like, I can't imagine a fucking wild beast grabbing onto my back. I've ever, have you ever been to a fight with a house cat? Right. House cats will fuck you up. Yeah. Like, if you try to take a house cat and put it in like one of those little cages to take to the vet and it doesn't want to go, you are fucking in yeah. pain. 
Can yeah. you imagine that? But like 80 pounds more? With like its back legs just like digging into your stomach. Oh, yeah. So it's like ripping your stomach oh. open, coils of intestine oh. flying you out. Stuff it. Stuff yeah. It. You, you think you can walk for a while with the stuff in? Yeah. Well, you don't. You're, yeah. You, it's too late by then. Oh. I mean, you're looking over at your overturned bike and you're thinking, I've got a girlfriend. I have a life. But now this is how I died. Uh, ripped open by a cat in a park near my house. Yeah, that's what my mind does, for sure. It's scary. But that's just one level of, of life. You, you're supposed to be able to tune into other frequencies besides that. That's the hell realm. I think I live in that frequency. I, f- I told you guys I fell off a waterfall, and I landed on my back, and I thought I fucking broke my spine, ruptured my kidneys. I was, in bad, I was bad. I had to crawl out of a ravine on my hands and knees. And I just thought to myself, that's how quick it ends. Like that's right. life, life. Sometimes life just just you go to move a GoPro and and you're dead yeah. forever. Yeah, oh, yeah. for fucking well, ever. You don't know forever. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> this building blew up in New York. Well, I was gone. What? Two two buildings. And like the one in Brooklyn. Of East Village. No, East Village. Oh. They just blew up. Some guy tried to like siphon off gas and do it illegally or whatever. But just some big people in their homes. Everybody lost their home. Two guys died. Ooh, I got a good Not one. Not even something they did. Go ahead, what? Uh, this just happened. Remember the 4th of July? This kid who, uh, he was a, he played a character at Disneyland. He's like this yes. handsome kid. And uh, they were shooting off fireworks, and he decided to shoot one of those big fireworks off of the top of his head. Oh. And he blew his head up. Like, he just blew it. It blew it to the point where in the article they said his friend was like, yeah, we, we didn't even hurry to call 911 because... You know, his head was gone, so there wasn't anything we could do. But that's. But if you, if you, if you think about that, because I can, I can connect to that kid. Like I can connect to being drunk. There's fireworks, guys. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You're in this glorious. Like you're having a great Fourth of July. Your girlfriend's watching. Hey, watch this, honey. I'm so funny. I hope you love me more because I'm daring. And you light the fuse, and there's like a millisecond before. Obsidian infinity, nothing. Just, just silence. Yeah, just gone. That like that. Yeah. And then you're just sitting in heaven's waiting room, going, "What happened?" Yeah. That's like, right. Oh, thing hit me. How come yeah. I can see my eyes and lips? Where are they doing on the ground? That's fucked. Is that fucked up, dude? I think I think I've died a million times. I have this theory on time on life that I've died a million deaths, and I'm st- and you die, and then that's a parallel universe. That's someone else's world, but then you keep living. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Like because I've I've had done so much shit where I go, oh, that probably killed me. But then in, in that universe, like I remember one time, it choose was, your adventure. Everything's a choose your adventure. You just keep going back. Yeah, you I'm just like, keep. Right. And that, in that universe, I'm dead. That's uh, Erica Youngblood's universe. I died at spring break in college because I decided on the fucking twelfth floor to go fucking over the balcony and around the corner to get in my room like over the balcony and then grab on the other thing and climb over and I just fucking drunk as shit and I'm, I guarantee you I died in that universe I, I, that's, I know that's fucking not making any sense but like like I, I heard a story can I tell you what freaks me out I heard a yeah. story when, when we were in Australia and they were talking about how many uh, Germans die in Australia Germans die all the fucking time in Australia why because they, they're dumb I guess like they just <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a real answer. So, like, every warning in Australia is written in English and just in German also. Like, hey, don't do this, Zieg, or whatever, you know. And so, and so, uh, so they were saying these fucking, I mean, shit like this just, I, 
you getting eaten by crocodiles is so goddamn scary. Like, I think about getting eaten by crocodiles a lot. And they said one time they were all sitting on this fucking dock, and there was a bunch of people. I think Guy was telling us that he was there, and he was with this girl, and she wasn't German, she was Australian. And they're sitting on the dock, and a fucking crocodile just snatched her off the dock and took her away. Can you imagine? Like, what do you do in that situation? Are you oh. like, so... <laughs> Does anyone want to drive her car home? Like, what the fuck? Like, that oh, the idea that wow. you just disappear like Imagine that. Imagine that. You can't go after him. No, no. It's, no, it's done. You don't know her that well. Dude, I... We did... <laughs> <laughs> we did... We did some stuff with crocodiles. And all I said to my crew when we did anything... We were, we were supposed to do this one thing. Paddleboarding down a river in Tanzania. And it's filled with crocodiles and hippos. And I was like, listen, all I ask, don't let the crocodile take me back to his den for like a week. Like, I, don't, I don't want my dead body in a crocodile's den, like just fucking hanging out. Nibbling out. I was like, go in and get my body. Like, get it the fuck out of there. That was- They're going to get your body, Bert. No, but I don't, I want it like immediately. Well, I mean, isn't that general? Like, who's going to no. be like, let's wait till no, next week? No, they leave it. They leave it. He's gone. He's gone. He's I gone. saw they the leave it. No one goes looking for a fucking 13 foot crocodile. They're like, well, right. there goes Bert. Right. <laughs> See if Adam Richmond can host his show. <laughs> That's the crazy thing is that fucking television crews. I'm, 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 but I'm saying this cover all because I've been hurt on productions. Be back at work the next they, day with some other guy. They don't give a fuck. What? They don't give a fuck. My crew, I'm, I'll say this. The crew I'm working with right now on Travel Channel, I believe they give a fuck. They and the one on trip, fu- trip Flip. But let me tell you something. Oh, this is going to get fucking... Well, on Hurt Burt, I got mauled by a bull. And uh, like full fucking bull. Real size bull. If you go online, you can see the video. It's like a fucking one ton bull. Fucking breaks my ribs, breaks my foot. And and what they did is let the bull out of the ring. And it ran around. And then just came at me. I was dressed as a clown. And, and broke my rib, broke my foot. And then... I ran out of the ring and I got on the ground and then everyone's like filming me in pain. They're just watching you. What? How, what's going on? And I'm like, I can't fucking breathe. <laughs> and they're like, you've cracked some ribs and they're filming it. And then the producer says to me, all right, we need you to get back in there. I go, what? And he goes, it's only like eight seconds of video. That's not going to make the show. You need to get back in there. I was like, are you fucking wow. kidding me? And he was like, Tim Scott's his name. I had him on my podcast. He goes, yeah, it's eight seconds. I can't make a show out of eight seconds. Get back in there. And I was like, I'm not fucking doing that again. And he goes, then get in the barrel or something. So I got in a fucking barrel, and the bull just knocked the barrel around. I'm in there with a broken foot and broken ribs. Just Holy thinking, shit. Thinking, I, this isn't about talent. Like, I don't have any fucking talent. You don't see talent right now. Like, I'm just a fucking punching bag. You're like a gladiator. I'm You're fucking, like a gladiator uh, slave. When I, when I fell off the fucking... <laughs> when I fell off the fucking waterfall, my buddy Paul, who's like one of my best friends... He shot it. He saw me fall. And then he's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right. Everyone keep shooting. And I'm sitting there going, I think I'm dying. (laughs) And they just kept shooting the show. I crawled out of a ravine on my hands and knees by myself. (laughs) And got up to the trailhead. Here's what's even crazy. You want to hear something really fucked up? Is I'm up at the trailhead. (laughs) I'm up at the trailhead and I'm fucking, I'm more pain than I've ever been in my entire life. Ever, ever, ever. I think I've shattered my spine. I think I've broken some ribs, ruptured a kidney. And this girl... Fucking these hikers come by, and this girl does this. Like, it, she just like sees me sitting on the ground in pain, crying, and she just starts videotaping me. What? Like this. Wow. And, and I saw it, and I didn't know what to say. And I was like, why is she doing this? And then, she, then I watch her go, who is he? And one of my camera guys, he's Burkhardt, he's a comedian, he's got a show on Travel Channel. She goes, oh, oh, oh. 
And she goes over to my other cameraman and goes, hey, I'm a big fan. Can I get a picture with him? I, I saw all this so fucking weird. happen, and it was so surreal. I don't know if it's because you're hurt and you're more sensitive to that shit, but, like, I just was like, motherfucker. And then my whole camera – and then, you know, here's the crazy thing is that you, you, I shit on my the crews for rolling the whole time. Yeah. You don't want them not rolling. You want to capture all that shit because people want to see it. Like, when I, I showed you my testicle – in yeah wait let me let's explain it uh he well no it was actually really cool man i thought it's cool that you did that because he was just he didn't think about it at all he's like look duncan i want to show you something because he knows i had one of my balls cut off from cancer and he i guess you associate me as being some kind of fall expert but he, she's like here take it look and i'm like is that your balls he's like yeah but there's some awful protrusion coming out of the top horrible terrible like and- I've never seen that. I don't know what yeah. that is. Or- so I had that, and then I and then I was like, I need to go to the hospital. And, Did you get uh, that from the waterfall? I was doing Perth Conquer, and I fell off. I fell off a slide in Action Park, New Jersey. I fell off a slide into the water, fifteen feet, and landed on the nut. Like, <laughs> like took it to the ball, and and it fucking just exploded. And so, but here's the crazy thing. So I get that. I panic in my head because I'm like, I'm gonna fucking something's wrong with my nut, and. <laughs> I mean, looks. If I show you the picture, you'll be like, "It's bad." And so, uh, I go. I tell my camera guys, "Just roll on all this." I gotta have the guy medic come look at me roll on all of it. And in a weird way, it's like I'm like now thinking two thoughts: one, this is gonna be fucking funny as shit, and two, I may lose my testicle. And that's why I'm like kind of playing the fence on, like, am I happy about this? Am I sad about this? You know what I mean? It's like you ever go to a funeral as a comic and you're like. I'm really sad, but I should write a joke about this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick funeral story like that? Uh, I remember when I was way living in North Carolina, I was dating this girl and her ex-boyfriend. Um, I went to community college before I went to college, and her ex-boyfriend went to the community college, and he was like this hardcore redneck, and he would always like glare at me in the most evil way. And so... One day she came up to me and she's crying and that guy had died. And because uh, this kid he bullied for like eight years straight, apparently, stabbed him in the back. And like he'd just been torturing this kid for eight years and the kid stabbed him stabbed in the kidney, stabs him in the back in the, in the kidney and he dies. Uh, so she's like, will you please come with me to his funeral? Oh. Now, this guy's been staring at me for, like, months like he wants to kill me. Like, I walk by him. He looks at me with just, like, pure, violent anger in his eyes, right? So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'll go to the funeral with you. But that was a real bit of cognitive dissonance because you're sitting in a funeral. It's an open casket funeral. And this guy who was formerly a fucking asshole who's your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend is now just a mannequin, and even though it's incredibly sad, there's an unavoidable part of your mind that's like, ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want it to be there. You're not fat. You're not making that happen. It's happening before you can stop it. You know, like, well, 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 look who's in the coffin. Oops. Oh, dear. Hmm. I like that you said cognitive. I've, uh, I'm talking to my, I'm in therapy for the first time, and uh, I'm talking to my therapist about cognitive uh, epiphanies versus emotional epiphanies. So uh, I don't, I'm trying to make this more of, I feel like I'm just talking at you guys right now, but I will. I, Try to t- have you ever had a, an emotional epiphany? 
a moment where you go, oh, fuck, this is what it's all about. Where you're like, oh, I'm, f- I'm alive. This is beautiful. This is fucking like – I had an emotional epiphany when I skydived for the first time and the shoot opened. Right. That's an emotional epiphany. I, and my problem before I get to your emotional epiphanies is – Motion epiphanies are supposed to be met with cognitive epiphanies where you also figure the fucking shit out. My problem is I'm in a job where I get emotional epiphanies make four or five times a week. And I'm like – and I, I, it's, for, it's causing like PTSD because I, all I know how to do is respond with this like fuck like energy. So everything's like a month. And if and nothing's like that, then I'm like what the fuck is this about? Like dropping off my kids. I'm like what are you fucking – this is it? Like – where the fuck's the where are the balloons and the fucking this parade? When was the last emotional epiphany you had, Ari? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, mean, I had a good time in places. Like, okay, when you were in Switzerland, did you ever have a moment that you stopped and you went? Yeah, yeah. When I'm skiing down in Zermatt, and the fucking you go around and the yep. whole little fucking village opens up in front of you, and just like miles of just white. That's pretty cool. You're like, wow, this looks cool. Yeah. That's, I had, it was like cool to be out there. I knew you had and You're one right there. by the Matterhorn. Yeah. Like, I'm skiing right by it. And did you think to yourself, if this, I always, the first time. But I, I thought wolves were going to come when you go down those little roads where no one is, and you're like, we well, haven't seen another skier for a while. And then I'm like, I'm being tracked. The last. The, <laughs> they track you for a while. It's, it's a, did you have the moment, the cognitive epiphany in that is, did you stop and go, oh yeah, this is that same little Hasidic Jewish boy that like grew up, grew up with uh, yarmulkes on and, no. and, and, and now I'm here and I've made it, I've, my life has taken me here. Did you have that? No, not that. Have you ever done Just cocaine? Like a couple times. That's a cognitive epiphany. Ugh, I hate that shit. When you look in the mirror and you see yourself in the mirror about to snort cocaine and you look at yourself and you're like, I'm a fucking dirtbag. I did that before I hooked up with this chick who I was really not attracted to. <laughs> and it was like, I just found myself at her apartment and I was like, oh, nobody else has come? All right, weird. And then it was just late. Everybody's drunk and we were like, kissed for a second. I went to the bathroom. I looked at myself like, you're going to do this, huh? <laughs> like, you know, it's because you're drunk. It was like just, t- and I was like, yeah, but f- I don't know, whatever. Okay. And I went in there, and it was gross. It was so gross. But I had the full conversation with myself. Yeah. Like, don't kid yourself later. <laughs> I love guys who <laughs> get disconnected from that. Here, you want to hear something creepy? Can I tell you something spooky? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what's spooky. So there's all this research being done uh, to try to figure out when a decision is made. Yeah. And it appears that decisions are made. We think we've made the decision a few seconds after the decision has already been made. And so some people say that our idea of autonomy or that we're making these decisions is just a desperate attempt that our minds are are doing to keep us away from the truth of the matter, which is we're just these sort of predestined, non-autonomous biocomputers that are just being (laughs) driven by uh, mechanisms that we don't understand and so our mind sort of it's like first the decision is made and then our mind pretends it made the decision very similar to like I don't know if you got one of those steering wheels for your kid where you put it in the passenger seat and they can pretend they're driving the car it's like that like our minds are giving us the illusion that we're driving the car but the reality is and this is where it gets really fucking weird the reality is some people theorize that the flora growing inside our stomachs 
is what's controlling us. That it's actually the colonies of bacteria living inside of us. <laughs> and that we're being controlled by hives of bacteria that are just leading us in weird directions. Which is why... Uh, and forgive me because it's a little vulgar. Uh, when you <laughs> we when, talked about clitoralated. But well, well now let's let's talk about shit transplants. This is why when people, this is why when when like it's a real thing. They will give people with severe stomach disorders. They will put someone else's poop inside of them. It will recolonize their stomach with new bacteria, and they'll get healthier. Their lives will change. Their eating choices will change. And it just turns out they were puppets to some evil hive of bacteria living inside their stomach that made them love Doritos. They didn't like Doritos. I the bacteria a, did. I have a visual. Do you remember the cavity creep when we were kids? Yeah. I have a visual of the cavity creep living inside me going, I'll tell this motherfucker what to do. Yeah. It's like that. Like, we don't really – we're not at the wheel. So, like, when you're in there looking in the mirror – thinking you're making a decision you're not making a decision it's already been made since the beginning of time your penis was going in the direction of that woman's vagina from the moment the big bang happened and you're just pretending that you had some we didn't even do it we didn't even do it she gave me half a blowjob and then turned over and half a blowjob yeah half blowjob suck it from this side (laughs) (laughs) she gave me till I was close and she's like I'm not finishing go for it and I was like oh you son of a bitch Let's play. So she got you to climax, and was like, "I'm out." Yeah. Then she like so I went down on her for a while, and then she like finished. The point is, I didn't have sex with her. But the greater point is the stuff about the decisions people make. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, it's a strange thing. Like all your neurological activity is just some secondary response to something. You fucked me up now because I don't. I keep wondering if I'm about to reach for that beer. And has that decision already been already made? made? It's already been made, Bert. <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, and I'm like, I'm watching my, I'm feeling the muscles inside my hand not do anything, and I'm looking at it going, I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. I haven't, but like, I'm fucking, this is what gives me anxiety, just sitting there going, I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. I have decided. Like, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about how, think about all the other things in your body you don't, like, think about all the stuff in your body that you don't control at all and you're totally comfortable with it. Toenails. Toenails, heart, liver. All, all, all digestion. You don't think about digestion; it just happens. So, like when you really look at the way balancing, walk, you don't think about walking. You don't think about talking. You don't think about language. You don't think about processing photons through your eyes or uh, translating sound waves into language. None of this is. You're not doing any of this. It's all happening automatically outside of your control so if you start analyzing that stuff where do you really think you have control you're an organism made up of things that you have no control over and somehow you think somewhere in there you're driving the car it's just curious like are you driving the car who's the driver who's the one making the decisions I'm so glad I'm not as high as Ari right now I would fucking lose my mind. I got. I remember when in like in like ninth grade we all got high, and I tried to figure out who did the breathing, me or my body, and I was and I fucking spun into a hate spiral, and I was just going. Try to keep your breathing. Fucking wish I could have turned that buzz off. I remember I was at Cayman's house, and I went and I jacked off in their bathroom to think that would turn the buzz around. Didn't. Really? 
It was bad, man. And I and I think now it's that like I know this, like a toilet. Now, now that it's, it's a toilet, and so it's so funny. I was at his house recently uh, for like something really sad, and I, but I was at his, my buddy's house. And I saw the same bathroom, and it hadn't changed. And I went, last time I was in there, I jerked off. In there. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's amazing how those little things, nuggets, like, eh, okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I, now that I know myself better, I know it's panic. Like, panic. It, it was just it was a panic attack that I couldn't shut off that was accentuated by the marijuana. That's, right. I mean, I don't think it was marijuana. It did it to me. Marijuana does give me, um, like, like, uh, like, makes me overthink situations. Like, I could never do those. Remember those uh, Ice House Chronicles? Yeah. I used to go do those, and everyone would get fucking blitzed, and I'd just be like, everyone thinks I'm fucking not talking, or I'm, I'm talking, and I just would, I'd be like, fucking, then I just, all right, time to get fucking drunk. That's the guy I know. But, uh, <laughs> but like, I, I, but I remember ninth grade being twice happened, it happens at Blake's house, it happened at Cayman's house, and I was like, I'll never smoke marijuana again. And then that, that didn't happen, so. <laughs> Is that danger zone where you think you gotta leave or something? That's too much. You yeah. just gotta sit there for like thirty minutes and get over it, and then yeah. you're fine. You can enjoy yourself after that. Did That's you did. did you smoke pot when you were a kid in North Carolina? Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah, when I was well, I mean, kid is in high school. Yeah, how old? I, I think I was fifteen the first time I smoked marijuana. Damn. Probably. Yeah, it was great, man. It was so great. It was such a cool experience <laughs> to have because when you're you know when you're an adult, all the it's it's easier to get freaked out. Well, I got freaked out when I was a kid too, but there's something so. When you're a kid, you're taken care of mostly, and so there's this innocence to getting high. But it was really cool. I remember it was just really wonderful. The first time I didn't get high, and then the second time, I just had the classic stereotypical marijuana uh, trip, which is I laughed so hard with my friend. We just laughed for like hours. Everything seemed so funny. It was (laughs) great. I'm so glad that I did that. Um, I, I did it stunt it. your growth? What? Did it stunt your growth? How tall are you? <laughs> I'm five nine. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm an average size. I'm not yeah. yours. You think I could have been like six something? Maybe. I, maybe you could have been I, six. Wow, what a dream! <laughs> <laughs> God, why did I smoke pot? <laughs> they would if they did yeah, put that out there too. in the disinformation. Yeah. If they're like, no, your brain's gonna be fine, but you will stay the height you are when you smoke it. Everyone be like, fuck that. <laughs> Ninth graders would be like, I'm waiting till a senior at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, the, the cool thing about when we did drugs when we were kids is that. Um, you could tap out. You could you could get off the grid. You could really disappear. Go do mushrooms. Go down a river. Go, go to the woods somewhere and, and yeah. disappear. You, kids can't do that now. They all got cell phones. You're all tethered. Like, and I think you t- introduced me to the tethering concept. But like, you're tethered, and it. I'm, like, I, I we did try to do mushrooms. It was right when I had Yo, kids. You gotta turn your cell phones off. I, when I fucking the second I was, I don't want to. It was I was with uh, Pete Corielli. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say his name. And so, <laughs> and we were in Dallas, and someone gave Pete mushrooms, and we all did. I think we all did them, and then then we all did a show that night. We had to do three shows on a Saturday. We didn't know we had a third show, and we were all fucking tripping our balls off. We're like, this is a bad idea. Uh-huh. And then I realized, oh, I'm a fucking dad. Like, I can't just do this because if I break something in this brain, then those kids got to fend for themselves. I go, this isn't fair to anybody. And I started freaking the fuck out. And I was like, <laughs> and I got my phone. I go, what if my uh, what if my phone rings with my wife? I go, that's not fucking – I'm like, bro, you made a big fucking mistake. Oh. This is probably t- 11, 10 years ago. And I, and 
I told Pete, I go, I, I can't, I can't do this. And he's like, dude, let's go over to the piano bar. We'll get the guy a hundred bucks and play Billy Joel. We'll have a great time. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So we ended up going to the piano bar across from the Addison Improv and just drinking my face off. Like, on mushrooms? Uh, yeah, but I don't. I never did a ton. I never was the guy that was like, I'm seeing Christ tonight. I yeah. was always the guy like, I just want to be able to talk to a tree for a little bit, you know? Yeah. 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 I had a great conversation with a tree on mushrooms in college. There was this tree outside PJ Guzmano and Chad Callahan's house. And, and I used to go to their house all the time. We used to play basketball in their front yard. I saw this tree every fucking day. Then one night we all did mushrooms. And I looked at the tree, and I realized it had a vagina and a clitoris. It was like, you know when a tree has like a little opening? And there was a little knob. And I went, hey, man. I go, you're a woman? And I started talking to the tree. And, like, had, and I could feel it breathing. And I was like, oh, this is fucking badass. And I, was ta- I had the greatest conversation with this tree. My buddy Ben Seabrook's like, uh, I think you're wrapped. Let's go home. I was like, but. See that? That buddy thing that you just talked about? That's yeah. not a buddy. That's Satan. That's a fucking monster. You're having an actual spiritual experience, something that people have been talking about for thousands and thousands of years, the concept that all trees have their own spirit. They're animated with some spirit. You're communing with nature, and you have some dopish friend who's like, okay, dude, chill out, man. Let's go watch TV. It's the worst, man. This is the sad thing to me about the, not to get heavy and goddamn didactic, but the sad thing to me about the war on drugs and the prohibition on psychedelics is that moments like that used to be celebrated. Those were the emotional epiphanies that you would have as a kid with your family who would take mushrooms sacramentally so that you could connect with nature and it wasn't crazy or weird. You weren't breaking the law. But when you're like, shit, I I think I can talk to this tree, you'd be with someone who's like, oh, yeah, her name's Amanda. She's (laughs) alive. And and, and you would learn from that. But these days, man, it's like I just saw this – I saw a video on YouTube where this kid smokes salvia. And uh, it's one of the mini salvia videos on YouTube. It's like a genre. And the kid smokes salvia. He's around his friends. He comes out of the salvia trip. And he's like, you guys, I felt like we were eternally connected and that we've been together forever, that we've all been together forever. And his friend punches him in the (laughs) arm and goes, shut up, faggot. It's like the kids having like an, a moment of enlightenment. Like imagine if like when the Buddha is was about to get enlightened, one yeah. of his friends like shut up, fag. <laughs> there would be no Buddhism. Like a world religion might have been destroyed at that moment. Well, that could have... <laughs> Jesus, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Ari, didn't you smoke salvia on? on yeah, I loved it on on YouTube. Yeah. Is that when you like, you kind of like. I was gone. I was gone for like six months. What? I was just gone. I was somewhere else. I was living underwater. On Salvia? For a while, yeah. I had a life out there. I had friends. Have you ever done DMT? (laughs) Yeah, once. I didn't quite get there. Really? Yeah, I'll probably do it again this next week. The smoke's harsh. It's hard to get there. You got to take the problem with DMT is the smoke's very harsh. So if you're going to get to that place he's talking about. I got one of those crack pipes. You got to get a crack pipe. Which is what? weird. Like, you have to smoke it out of, like, a glass pipe. So you get to go to, like, a really fun place to get that. And there's no way to buy one of those pipes. Oh, no, they're all over New York. Yeah. Well, they used to sell those them at 7-Elevens. Did oh, you really? know that? 
Remember at Seven Eleven? Like I don't know if you would if you ever wondered why there was that weird glass tube with a fake rose in it. Have you ever seen a? Yeah. A, those are crack pipes, but they can't sell crack pipes, so they shove a fake rose in one of those glass things. Because, like, really think about it, man. Who, when they're getting gas, is like, oh, yes, and I'll take this lovely fake rose in the glass tube. That is a good point. Honey, I got you something. A what is it? fake, shitty carnation in a glass tube. I'll put it with the collection. Yeah, and there's no demand for that. I found another one of your teeth last night. Yeah. Your teeth last night? <laughs> <laughs> loving husband. Why is this happening to you? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You do, wait did you, have you done DMT? Yeah, yeah, I've smoked DMT. What's it like? Uh, well, it's. Uh, it, I think it's different for a lot of people who do it, but it is uh, the best way to explain it. Oh, man, I mean, it sounds crazy, but for uh, probably... I don't know, like nine or ten years before I smoked DMT, I had a consistent pain right here. Went to the doctor about it, chest x-rays, and it was it wasn't it was it sucked. It just hurt all the time. And it was like really annoying and I didn't know what it was. It was perplexing. I'm a hypochondriac kind of, so I'm always like, well, just another probably just some other thing that's gonna kill you eventually. So I smoked DMT. I um close my eyes as I'm smoking it and I experience the weirdest thing ever which is these tiny microtubules have emerged out of the nothingness connected with that spot in my chest there is some kind of presence or it's not like you're hearing a voice but you're, something's definitely talking to you and it's saying just, t- just accept this accept this just accept this it feels like love it's pumping into me through these weird tubules. And uh, ever since then, that is gone. Just fucking gone. So what the fuck that was, I don't know. But the person who I smoked it with, who's like, a, a, you know, goes and hangs out in South America, I mentioned those tubules. And he goes, he said something like, oh, yes, we call those like the little doctors. Like there's a fucking name. So there's a name for microtubules that emerge and go into your body in the DMT realm. It's that detailed an experience. So I don't know. I mean, I'm a, and it sounds weird. I'm a skeptic. So I think, well, clearly whatever was happening there was some kind of anxiety disorder. It wasn't a physical disorder. I don't believe that my physical body was healed, but there was obviously some kind of like, I had Dr. Drew on my podcast and told him about the pain in my chest. He's like, oh, yeah, there's a name for that. It's an anxiety-related thing. Oh, that's so, what I got then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got that. I got that happening. Yeah. I, got, does it, do I wonder if DMT works for plantar fasciitis. I like don't know. tubulars. <laughs> plantar fasciitis, I was telling Ari, is the worst fucking thing. What is that? It's, when it's like heel spurs, but it's basically you're just too fat to have feet. Your, your feet aren't meant to <laughs> fucking deal with people Collapsed. that fast. My feet take a beating, man. You don't realize how much you use them. <laughs> you use them a lot. It's like, like sitting on a house of cards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And wow, you yeah. feel like you're walking on knives, and it just is so painful. You wake up in the morning, you're like, ow, ow, ow. Like, uh-huh. literally, I had mornings where I'd get on my knees and drag myself on a really? pillow Damn. to go to the bathroom. Can you get it fixed? Uh, you, there's, no, I went and got rolfed for it. Like... But you have bone spurs. You're saying that parts of your you bone can, are... You can get a heel spur. Ultimately, it's the... T- I think... You know, it's so funny. I've had them for so long, and I've done so much research, but I don't really know. Um, 
I got rolfed, and so they go in and they just break up all the fascia with with their knuckle. It was the most. I remember when I got rolfed, it was in West Hollywood, and there was a sign above it that said, uh, "Drink in the white pain." And I and the oh, white Jesus. pain, and I just and it was and it's searing white lightning pain. When he got in there with his knuckle, you're talking about something that if you rubbed on me, I'd be like, "Ow!" He got in with his knuckle and just, and I was like, "Oh!" He was like, "You can scream." I'm literally in this guy's room going, "Oh, fuck!" And ever, I mean, in West Hollywood, I'm sure everyone's like, "Well, what are we doing in there?" <laughs> and so, and then you get done, and your feet feel good. Like he gets done, you can walk. It didn't really cure it per se. But uh, honestly, just better arch support helps a lot, and uh, and staying off your feet. If you just stay off your fucking feet, it's hard to stay off your feet these days. Implants, probably hard, implants, probably hard. implants. Yeah, like Game of Thrones, gold, gold foot. Try that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any. What are your ailments, Ari? Other than your eyes? Um, oh yeah, other than my eyes. <laughs> You should have done that fucking ride with me. Oh, yeah. That would have been cool. I would have done it. Uh, dude, I... The free fall? Epiphanous moment. I fucking sobbed crying. Did a 415-foot free fall in Jersey. It's this ride called Zumanjaro. And we did it for the other travel show, travel channel show I'm doing, Birth Conquer. It keeps going up, though. It, go, it takes you down and then goes back up. No, 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 no. This is one straight drop. Oh. It takes you up 415 feet. It's 40 seconds. It's so long to go up. So And you don't long. know. You can't see where the top is. And you have no idea if you're there yet or not. And you're like, this seems high enough. 10-second free fall. Fucking oh, wow. I got, I got down. Now, mind you, I was in the hospital the night before, uh, like for my you testicle. Were- Who'd you go with? Which comics did you go with? I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't find anyone. Any comics? Oh, damn. I called Nikki Glazer, and she's like, "Awesome, text my agent." So I call her agent, and she's like, "He's like Nikki's gonna pass." I was like, oh, "Fuck! Why did Nikki just tell me that? I'm gonna waste the time." Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Ari was supposed to go, but his eyes had just gotten uh, got Lasix, and so he couldn't do it with me because the doctor said it's probably unadvisable. Thanks for not calling me, Bert. It's in New York. It was in New York. Oh, yeah. And so I had to find someone from New York, and my, my my repertoire of comics in New York was light. So I did it with just some girl, and I thought maybe like her hair would be cool. I what do you mean, expect. from the park? Yeah, I just found <laughs> you some just girl. Just grab somebody's daughter. I grabbed someone's daughter. She was fourteen. Come with me. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, you want to ride a ride with me?" She's like, "Yeah." So we put her next to me, and I thought maybe we'd have like a moment where we connected. Oh, I was by myself. As soon as we free followed all the shit, it was like an emotional salad bowl from my day before at the hospital. It just dumped out. I started sobbing, crying. No way. And everyone else is like looking at me like I'm fucking weird. And I got embarrassed because I was crying and I couldn't stop. So I like fucking went around and camera crews are following you. They're like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the coolest things I've ever done. I loved it. I love free fall though. I love losing your stomach and dropping. There's nothing like it. Dude, I had to tap out. We went with a bunch of comics last year to, to Six Flags. Yeah? And I had to, at some point, I'm like, I'm nauseous. i got to skip this round. You guys Who'd go down with? Know, Lewis and Dave and Jay and a bunch like, like 30 comics. Why did Jay fit on? I know. He takes up a lot of yeah, the No, because I'm, yeah. I'm like pushing no, maximum on. density on rides. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I'm just fat enough to like... Like, I don't know. Maybe Jay didn't go. Maybe it's just Dave and Lewis. I'm sure Jay didn't go. Yeah, maybe Jay didn't go. Because I actually go. thought about calling Jay to do the ride with me. Yeah. And uh, I called the park. And they're like, how much did he weigh? I was like, well, like 250? I think it was like 450. He was probably four. I, he's not getting on a ride at 450. He's 280. I, he's 280 right now? Yeah. He probably could have gotten on. They probably could have fit him on on this ride. It was pretty good. But uh, yeah, it was fucking, it was an epiphanous moment. That was an epiphanous. You can't just say anything cool is an epiphanous moment. 
I do. What do you mean? What did you change my, your life? What did you realize my, about yourself? They're my epiphanies. What do you mean? I've just lowered the bar for epiphanies. <laughs> <laughs> they're my epiphanies. <laughs> I had an epiphanous moment uh, driving my car the other day listening to Jane's Addiction. And what, you realize you needed gas and you pulled over and got gas? Is that your epiphanous <laughs> moment? Just, well, you just talk about moments. It's just beautiful. I knew you had one in, 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 uh, in Switzerland because I have one in Switzerland because there's no way not to see the Alps and go, Oh, yeah, or you see the lake and it's like, oh, it's so shit. cool. Yeah, but yeah, it's you don't epiphany. realize anything about yourself. That's not about yourself. What's That's epiphany? just cool. It's an, emotional, it's an emotional epiphany. You're an, it's emotional, an emotional epiphany. epiphany. That's what I hear. <laughs> Cognitive, just emotional epiphany. I wish we didn't have to do stand up at this fucking festival. All oh, right, like yeah. just hang out. I just wish you could hang out. I just want to drink all night long. Manishana, Alila has a. What is that? What was the fuck was that? You can't just break into Kandarian in the middle of this fucking thing. You can't start talking in the language of Mordor all of a sudden. <laughs> Twin Peaks speak there, like the little midget who spoke backwards. Was that Hebrew? Yeah, it's pas- Passover. Oh. On Passover, the youngest of anyone at the table, the youngest of anyone who can make sense, like over, like they can talk, sings a song. Just at any time during no, dinner? No, not at any time, at a specific moment. And it's because you just said that about the beer, like you might get drunk tonight, you want to get drunk. The, the words mean. Why is this night different than any other night? <laughs> is that what the song means? Yeah. Why exactly. is this night different than any other night? Yeah, and then you say... Dad's getting drunk. <laughs> Mom burnt the matzah. <laughs> Sister's working on math, and I'm going to be off. Why is this night different than any other night? Yeah, they just say they let, let us know. Uh, you know, on normal days we don't eat I don't know, sour stuff, and today we do. Normally we don't lean, and then on Passover we do. You don't lean? Yeah, I don't know. It's a sign of freedom for Jews if you lean while you eat. What? Yeah, on Passover you're supposed to lean wait, like you're free. That was wait, what the Egyptians the were doing to the like Jews. This? Only free people, bro. It feels like you're not free if you gotta lean. No, uh, you don't gotta. That's all you wanna do. When you're truly free, you'll understand. <laughs> okay. I get you resisting. That's all you wanna do, just lean. And the Egyptians wouldn't let us. So we had Egyptians would. Ahmed Ahmed said no. Ahmed Ahmed yeah. said no. <laughs> don't lean. Oh, come on. Oh, they're not looking. I gotta lean. Dude, I and wouldn't then, mind being one of those, uh, those Amsterdam Jews. That get their fucking hot ass wife. Have you seen this though? Like in the Hasidic communities in LA, it's like arranged marriages. Is that right? What? No? What? Is that yeah, so, uh, yeah. Like, and they get fucking tens. You see a weird All guy. Right, no, now you're. That's not. No. Ten with the wig on. I can't really tell what her real hair looks, but everyone looks hot with the wig on. Yeah. <laughs> People tarnish the name of ten. Oh. Just throw it out with anyone who's attractive. Like, okay. Relax, bro. Ten means fucking unbelievable. Okay. Who's There's it? no Jews in the Orthodox community in Amsterdam that are that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we wanted to pitch a show at one time called... Uh, uh, I, I, what the fuck is the name of the show? I forget the name. Oh, What You Deserve. So it would be... Um, someone's going to steal this idea because it really is a good idea. So Ari would come out 
And this whole audience, I'd be the host. I go, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ari Shafir. And then you guys would all have a number puncher on the thing, scale 1 to 10. And you'd rate him on scale 1 to 10. So then he'd go, all right, Ari, according to the audience, they have deemed you a 6. They have also previously screened 50 women, and these are the sixes that they've approved for you. And so you get a list of sixes, and you get to pick one of the sixes, and, uh, and, and you can pick a ten. And you go on a date with a six and a ten, but the six, you get to go to Italy, the ten, you got to go to Branson, Missouri. Oh. And you know what you should have in well, backstage? Yeah. A room with like cameras hidden in it that has just a noose so you can film <laughs> whenever you want to get out. Hanging themselves. <laughs> whenever you just like don't want to do it anymore, just hang your way. I would love to find out what that was my one idea and the other idea I had uh, with my this was my friend like Stacy. I would do it. I would love to find out what America thinks I am. Really? Scale one to ten. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know what you are, you're a four. <laughs> I'm a hard six. Sorry. <laughs> You're not a I'm four. A, if, you, if you just see me walking down the street, I'm probably a six. If you meet me and I get to talk to you, I go to an eight. Easy. No, no, no. You oh, yeah, that. yeah, no, yeah. You don't include that. You're not allowed to include that. Oh, so you're just talking looking at them? Yeah, that's all it ever is. So what do you think you are? Wait, let's do this in the room. Uh, <laughs> they'd have to take pieces of paper. We need an accountant of some sort, and I'm not doing it because I'm already here. Racist. Uh, that and the other one is uh, we wanted to do. I wanted to get a website called New Stereotypes, yeah. so people could just log in what they found to be new stereotypes, like black people don't kayak, and then, and then, and then people could vote on them and go, "That's actually accurate," or "No, that's not accurate." That's funny. So you put up all these new, brand new stereotypes and brand new things you notice about people, and then you can vote on them. Yeah. What are some new stereotypes that you've noticed? Uh, okay. I wish I definitely could edit this out. Um, this is true, and I wish there was a black person in here to back me up. Uh, ask Donnell later. Uh, I know other black people. No, but no, Donnell's the one I just ran in. The one. Wow, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> I noticed this, and you'll if you pay attention, you'll notice it as well. Uh, black people have the ability to fall asleep anywhere. They fall asleep very easily. Case in point, that fucking luggage handler who passed out in the cargo hull of an Alaskan airliner no way. and didn't wake up until they were cruising altitude. Have you oh, wow. heard of that? Oh, yeah, I heard that about that. That fucking guy just fucking... And he started in a fucking luggage hall and just and fucking falls asleep. I mean, of all the places, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pass out on these train tracks. <laughs> but I used to say that on my shows and stand up. It was a joke I had, but it was like a stereotype I noticed. Common, the rapper, we were in Chicago. He fell asleep on the tarmac, went through fucking te- like horrific turbulence. Sound asleep. We land in LAX. I've already taken Xanax, drank, written in my last will and testament. I have fucking panicked this whole flight. We land and the land jolts him and he goes, Have we taken off yet? I was sitting right next to him. I go, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that was you, pills. That's for sure pills. No, I don't think comments. I think comments clean. No, everybody's on pills. <laughs> yeah. So that was, my, that was my brand new stereotype. It's Tripoli had one on his album, Black People Cross the Road Very Slowly. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this and is then everyone just... makes that reaction, and then he says, "Fine, I hope, I pray that you get stopped at a red light right before the Million Man March, and we'll see how you feel then." <laughs> <laughs> I always jog across the street. Really? Yeah. To pick it up for people. Like if, if I'm crossing the street and I see someone coming, I jog across the street. That's nice of you. 
Like a start. Like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, that's annoying when people do like the Walking Dead shuffle as they're crossing on, the street. Like, what are you doing? I know you have the right of way, but you don't have to abuse it. Yeah. What a small amount of power to abuse. It's so cool. The right of way. I think it's powerless human beings who walk slowly across the street. I know this. And as people are getting it, taking it, every fucking angle in their life, they're just taking the dick. And. That's their one moment. Now you of power. wait for me. Now I, now I make the calls, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking guy did that to me one time, and I honked at him, and I scared the shit out of him because I, I was, it was right by uh, uh, the tar pits, and I, I was turning left in to go into the museum, like turning left to go off of uh, Third and he or Sixth, and he was crossing the street, and he was uh, he had adult braces. That's all I remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember his color, but I do remember he had adult braces. Because I remember when I, he, I honked, I scared him. He's like, "Fuck you!" And then I was like, "Fuck you!" And he's like, "Come here, and tell that to my face." So I stopped the car and threw it in reverse. And I was like, "Wait, am I gonna be ready to fight? I don't think I'm stretched. I don't like. I'm not totally ready to fight." And the guy came right up to my window, and I saw adult braces, and I was like, "I'm not fucking with that." And I took off. Nice, you got him out of the way, though. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Fucking it, juked him. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> him. Go to the left. You fucking took off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful, man. I mean, that's dangerous. Like, do you remember when that guy got on bath salts and chewed that guy's face oh, off on the yeah. bridge? Like, everybody forgot about that. But, you know, somebody is walking across a bridge and probably sassed this guy. Was probably like, hey, can you hurry up or whatever? And the guy ate his face off. Yup. I don't know if you guys knew that this happened. Remember when that happened? Off. Everyone just forgot. He chewed someone's face off. For a while, people thought that might be the zombie thing. Yeah, the beginning like, of a zombie oh, apocalypse. Yeah. Let's yeah. research this. Yeah, I've never... I probably I probably could chew someone's face. Didn't like, they shoot that guy? What? Didn't they shoot that guy? I don't know. I think Yeah, I jail. remember them did. No, they went to get him. They might have got... But they were like, get away. And he's like, I'm already chewed his face off. They're like, get away. Because I'm not going to stop eating. And they're like, get away. And then they shot ah! him. I'm not saying he deserves a lot of mercy, but like he was already he was already had his face ate. You're saying just let him keep eating? No, detain him without the gun. Oh. <laughs> just let him eat. He's taking the guy down. Yeah, He's done gotta, a lot of hard work. You got to interrogate that guy. Maybe he was just like, no, no, this guy was already dead. It was already half eaten. I just continued it. And you're not going to find out because you're so. I don't think the guy was dead. I think he just <gasps> ate his face off. Oh, oh my he, god, the guy survived. Like the chimp. Oh. Remember when the chimp ate uh, the lady's face off? Oh. Yes. I heard she's a model now. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ari. <laughs> how can people, how can there be people that don't like comedy? Like that, that see what we do and go and get offended. It's such a beautiful fucking thing to giggle. To have that reaction where you just giggle. I worked with a chimp one time. <laughs> and they put him on my shoulders and they were and the thing was he was gonna be on my shoulders we were playing video games and I'd be playing and then he'd be playing above me it was like for a photo sh- it was for like a promo or something for this video game show I was doing and they put the chimp on and he got on my shoulders and I felt him lock on I felt him uh-huh. lock like like feet you felt the dexterity of the feet grab onto my tits and then with his hands, he grabbed both my ears. And I went, ah. And I, I started, like, aping it up for the camera a little bit because I was, like, because I was scared, but I was being, like, more scared. And I looked at the trainer who was really fucking scared. And he was like, okay, all right, everyone, 
Here we go. Come on, Champer. Or whatever the guy's. Come on, Champer. Let's go. And then got the chimp off me. And I jokingly said to the guy uh, after I go, that was fucking scary. And he was like, oh, you have no idea. And I was like, what? He goes, something spooked him. He was going to, you know, that could have ended really badly. And I was like, really? I was like, well, how badly? He goes, well, when chimps attack, they usually start with your genitals or fingers. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's really bad. And I was terrified. I was like, I'll never work with a fucking chimp again. Can I tell you my chimp story? Please! I work with a chimp, too. And, and before I worked with a chimp, the guy I was working with was like, look, I'm telling you, you don't want to work with a chimpanzee. They're dangerous. It's like being around a lion. It's the same thing. Just don't. We can figure out another way to do it. But I wanted to get this shot of me playing chess with a chimpanzee. And it's wearing some kind of computer readout and beats me at chess. Just some dumb intro to this pilot we were shooting. So uh, we, we find a chimp, and we had to find a low-budget chimp because we had – it was like a really – it's a pilot presentation. They don't give you a lot of money. So, like, we found, like, a Craigslist chimp. <laughs> and the trainer comes, uh, and, and the trainer comes with, like, his wife or something, and they got this chimp, and it's cute. Man, it's cute. It's like wearing overalls and it looks so sweet. Ah! And the chimp comes in and we're all sitting around. And there's the chimp and the, and the trainer, very calm, was like, so I'm just going to tell you a little bit about – I don't remember what his name was, but it's like a cute chimp name, like Simon. Like, we'll tell you about Simon. Uh, Simon is the strongest being in the room right now. Simon has a lot of power. And uh, if Simon comes up to you, don't be scared. Don't act scared. He's probably just interested in who you are and wants to say hi. So don't make any fast movements around Simon. Now, as he's talking, as he's talking, I'm watching his wife look at Simon. And she's clearly nervous and the trainer is starting to get like weird sweat on his forehead as he's talking and as the chimp came in i remember as the chimp came in as he's walking like they hold its hand with its other hand it's pounding the floor like hitting the floor as hard as it can so all the way walking it's like bam 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 so we get this shot i'm sitting across from the chimp the chimp's looking at me. It doesn't like the thing on its head. It seems to know. I'm projecting oh, that it knows I'm the on one that, that said. So the chimp is like uh-huh. getting like getting mad and it's baring its teeth and it's looking at me. And 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 I I'm alone with the. There's no one who's stopping this chimp if it decides to do uh, the, a face eating moment with me. Like yep. nothing's gonna get in the way of it. No one's gonna stop it. And something broke in the chimp's head, mind and it just like. It screams like a banshee shriek at me. Oh, fuck. It jumps, it jumps up midair. The trainer runs and tackles the fucking chimp. Holy the chimp shit. bites the trainer on the nose. The trainer's nose is bleeding now. He like pushes himself up. His wife is looking at him like, I told you, I told you this wouldn't work. And blood's dripping down. He's like, it's okay, it's okay. We can do this. We'll just get the shot. But it, it, it was that dangerous. Like I was. You did that, it. What? You did it. Fuck no, we didn't do it, man. That was it. We used what we had. There's a video somewhere of me almost getting attacked by a chimp. Like you can see the look of just terror in my face. Never work with a monkey. Never ever work with a monkey. They're very strong, and also they're super smart. And it's not cool to like keep one trap like that. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. You know how we sit in Switzerland, that the whole thing opens up and that's an epiphany and you have to look back to when you're a kid thinking like, did I ever think I'd get here? D- do you guys have that when you're working with a chimp? <laughs> 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 
yeah. when I was a child. Yeah. This is the dream. I didn't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like I get to be around a chimpanzee. It's beautiful. I, I had a. I, I was on a. I did a TV show and I. They had. They said that Kevin Nealon would do it too. Yeah. We dress up as penises, so we go into full makeup. And our body would look like a, a dick, and we'd have a dick head, and our face would be melted, but you could, we could talk out of it. And uh, so I'd go into hair and makeup, and I was like, this would be great. I get to work with Kevin Nealon and like do a sketch with him dressed as a penis, both of us. So I get dressed as a penis. I'm in hair and makeup for like fucking hours. I come out, and I look like a dick. I look like a, like a dick. I'm veiny dick. And, uh, and you can see my face, but it's like melted in. So I get on set and I'm waiting and I'm like, fuck, where's Kevin Nealon? And then Kevin Nealon comes out in jeans and a flannel. And I go, <laughs> I go, I go hey, what, how, are you not going to get in hair and makeup? And he goes, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm like, what? And he goes, this is, that's your career, this is my career. And I went, oh, fuck, this is where I'm at in my career. <laughs> I dress up like a penis. And I told Kevin Nealon that and he had no recollection of it. I was like, that's interesting. No, I, 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 uh, I, I, I won't work with animals anymore. I refused to. I got mauled by a bull. I got almost got fucked up by lions. Um, yeah, man, fucking, that's what they do. They're fuck. They're fucking animals. I was on a horse. Uh, I was. I got bucked off a horse in Costa Rica because I just. I didn't know what I was doing, and you just try to hold on with your feet, and then that means go to them. So they fucking just. And I was just like, motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, I don't fuck. With, I don't fuck with animals. What's up? That's a pee. I think you got the light anyway, Art. Oh, are we done? You can keep going. You're at an hour. We're at an hour? Oh, that's pretty good. Well, uh, go pee and then we'll do real questions. If anyone has any questions, and then you can answer questions when you come back. I go, agree with that. Go pee. Does anyone have any questions they'd like to ask? All right, perfect. <laughs> it was good talking to you guys. Uh, you got to give my chat. I bet someone has a question. You guys don't have any questions? Anybody? There you go. Uh, just shout it. Can you, oh, you have a mic? Oh, fuck yeah. I told you I wasn't going to do this, didn't I? <coughs> awesome. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. Hi. Um, I'm a Montreal comic, and uh, do you ever get awkward when people in a group will be like, oh, you're a stand-up comic, and then they like, may, like say something funny? Uh, I usually just tell people I'm an abortion doctor. <laughs> no, I uh, uh, no, I don't. No, you get awkward at all. No. Like, yeah, but that doesn't. Ha- I mean, when that happens, it's pretty. Easy. You just it is awkward because you have to explain to them. Oh, it's it just doesn't work like that. Like it's I, I perform on stage. I'm not someone who's like constantly funny all the time that would be so draining you know but but i think they expect comedians to be like jim carrey in the mask all the time or something so yeah rarely though do we do you get those moments but when they happen you kind of you end up letting someone down i guess because they seem severely disappointed but they obviously didn't know anything about comedy if they asked you that. So. The bigger the bigger problem is uh, that I find is that I don't mind like people go, "Oh, you're a comic." I go, yeah, they go, "Tell me a joke." I don't do that. And they go, "What?" And I go, "I tell stories." And they're like, "Oh, oh, okay." The bigger problem is that I've inherited from this business this vein of honesty and fucking hating bullshit, and so you end up hanging out with your friends' parents, your kids' parents, your kids' friends' parents, and smelling bullshit and getting angry, and then you're like, "Whoa, whoa, that doesn't fly in my community." Like we don't lie like that. Like we, you can't do that. Like, like there was a guy. I, I don't want to get too into this. But there was this guy who fucking went on this like liberal rant, but it was an ignorant liberal rant. 
he was explaining that the reason um, that he was trying to say that the, that black uh, black kids don't play hockey not because of equipment. I go, that's actually totally why they don't play hockey because it's expensive as shit to buy all that fucking equipment. Now I'm not saying black kids in general. I'm saying inner city kids. That's exactly why. And he goes, oh, you're telling me that that's what well, then then why do they play basketball? I go, because you just need a basketball and you don't even need a basketball. You need to know someone with a basketball and you can play basketball. And there are fucking courts all over the inner cities. That's exactly why and i'm getting into a rant he's like he's like oh yeah oh yeah then tell me one thing how do they fucking afford those hundred dollar jordans and i go oh you don't know black people i go black guys don't play basketball in their fucking jordans they play basketball in basketball shoes and then they wear jordans to the fucking club and then his kid walked in and his adopted kid was black and i was like (laughs) oh shit And I was like, woo. My wife's like, can you just turn it off for a fucking second? But that's the thing is you get hooked on this bullshit monitor of like, I can't. (laughs) You know, my wife always says you live in a weird subculture. And we do. We live in this very unique subculture. We're like, if if I'm at a party and someone pulls out a joint, I don't fucking freak out. My wife would be like, someone's smoking pot in here. All her friends would be like, what the fuck? But I live in a subculture where like Joey Diaz comes over to my house and with his kid and our wives hang out with both our kids and Joey's smoking what he calls Puerto Rican hamburgers, which is <laughs> is weed with hash with weed on top of it. <laughs> and that but that's my friend. And so in a weird way, that's what fucks you up is you're a part of this weird subculture where like we're like like I mean every single one of us has seen that guy fuck a whore get Puerto Rican hamburgers dog. <laughs> As if that explains it. As if just because he's named it, it becomes okay. Yeah. I was supposed to be like, oh yeah, of course. It's a Puerto Rican hamburger dog. <laughs> like Joey called me today. This is a, but that, that's the, the weird culture you live in. Joey called me today. He goes, dog, I'm going to the weed store. I'm at your house to pick you up. And I'm like, I'm in Montreal. He's like, all right, never mind. Like, <laughs> but like that's you know like and like all of us have seen the video when the guy gets fucked to death by the horse. Like very wow. few regular people have seen that. Like, like very few right. people are like, but it's a weird, but that's the hang up is you become a very different person as a comic and you don't connect with fucking bullshit artists. And the one, and it's weird because the one thing, if you really want to offend a comedian, the one thing that I know of that will offend a comedian is if you get offended at something they say, right? That's offensive. Offense itself is offensive to comedians. They're, they really like, if you, to me, and I, I can't get past it. Like, if I realize I've offended a person by something I've said, uh, it's really hard for me to forget that. But, but, and, and I want to be, like, empathetic and understand, but there's a part of me that's like, God damn it, you're just someone who, like, has a, a, a limit or a, a linguistic barrier that if I go past it, then you, you're going to think I'm a demon, even though the intention behind what I'm saying is not evil at all. It's just fun it's fun to say certain sentences that really horrify some people yeah and if you and and it's just fun i think people just somehow just forget that they forget that if a comedian is doing a rape joke that there is nothing nefarious behind it there's no feeling of endorsing rape or thinking that an actual rape is a good thing it's just certain words when they line up together seem funny that's it. It's so simple and it's so harmless. But when you get around somebody who wants to lock you in that prison 
where you're not allowed to say certain things, if you're a comedian, it will activate a part of yourself that will intentionally begin to try to offend that person as much as you possibly can. In a very slow, torturous way, you'll try to, you'll just try to do it over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I did, they had a school, lot, uh, school raffle at our kid's school for a wine raffle. I go up, I go, how much is the pot? And they go, the pot's uh, 60 bucks. That's all that's been put in. I go, put me in for 150 And they're like, what? I go, put me in for the kids. Put me in for 150 I put 150 bucks in. There's 12 prizes. I win 10 of them. My wife wins <laughs> one, and my, right? On her own ticket. And, then, and people got offended. People got offended. How dare you? And I went, no, 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 no. It's, it's gambling. Okay, there are fucking rules. I dare you what? Anyone could have fucking put their money in. I didn't even use the shit. Like, I, I just got it all, and I was like, fuck. And so I just started going up to people that were offended. I couldn't let go of it. I couldn't let go that well, they, they were offended. Do, so I kept going up to them going, hey, what did you get? What did you win? And they get fucking pissed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I fucking looked at – there's one guy in particular that, uh, that, uh, that got really upset. And I look at him every fucking day, and I just go, you're powerless to me. Like, I, I can fuck you up. Like, I can offend you. You you can't offend me. He has nothing to do to He could never get me to be offended. But I could just say a few choice words, and he'd be like, motherfucker! Like, just some fucking child on a playground. Like, I don't know what to do with my emotions! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, he was a... Uh, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyone have other questions? <laughs> I got a question slash uh, TV pitch for you, Bert. Oh, I fucking love these. Okay, so well, maybe not. Hold on. Uh-oh. I know Duncan's going to have fun. So you know with all the anxiety, I suffer from a lot of the same anxiety problems you do. Yeah. Right now I'm shitting my pants. So <laughs> right? if you got clearance from travel and you got clearance from the wife and maybe even possibly make this a pitch so you actually got paid to do it by a program, would you let Duncan suggest different psychotropics for you to just get over all this oh i love that wouldn't that be fun great show man that would be so cool dr duncan md every episode i give you well you couldn't legally shoot it though that's the problem right insurance isn't gonna cover somewhere though Church would be a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you pitch something to the Travel Channel of us going to South America to take ayahuasca? And they're like, no. I said, I I called Travel Channel. I go, this is a legit pitch. I go, uh, me, Joe Rogan, Duncan, Ari, Joey Diaz, go down to fucking... All we do, all we want is a plane ticket to fucking Colombia or Brazil or wherever, and we're going to dig out our own canoe, and we're going to go find ayahuasca, and we're going to do it. I go, just film the whole fucking thing. And they were like, uh, this is maybe the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> and they were like, we can't air that. That's not brand friendly. Like they, And I was like, but it, seems, it seemed like such a great idea to fucking document that. But no one wants, I mean, you know. I also sent Amber Lyon over to them, and I was like, Amber is fucking genius. She's beautiful, and she's fearless. I go, go fucking, and they took a general meeting with her, and they're like, you know, we can't really fuck around with psychedelics. You know, drugs are still, like, drugs aren't, although, once again, like, we're in that subculture where all our friends do drugs. Tonight at that bar, everyone will be doing drugs, and we don't, it doesn't offend us. If you fucking, if someone said, I'm going to do coke, I wouldn't be like, what the fuck? But, like, my wife and the rest of us society are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, you're, but, like, that's the way, you know, I may choose not to do coke or fucking do drugs, but I don't get offended by it. But there are people that still get really up in arms about it. 
Dick Cheney. The drug stuff? Yeah, like white people. <laughs> you know, like straight down the line people. They think everything's drugs. I think it would be a great idea. I've always thought, uh, just to get rid of my anxiety, that maybe that would help me. Um, but, you know, also... Gives me a lot of anxiety thinking about. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. Taking ayahuasca and seeing a snake come after me out the jungle. But like, how great would the reactions be, though? Uh, they'd be a lot of like, Duncan, I don't know if I'm liking this. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd like to do is have a doctor, like, do it in like a have like a MD. We'll get Doctor Drew. Doctor Drew. Yeah, we'll get Doctor Drew to go out there just to like take my vitals stuff. And then if you could give me a tap out pill. Where you're like, oh, by the way, if you're not liking this, just take this and it all goes away. I'd be like, you mean a Cosby? (laughs) Sorry, sorry, I did a Cosby joke. I'm sorry. Doesn't it sound like that's what all fucking dudes did back then? Is just gave chicks quaaludes to fuck? I mean, Hugh Hefner did it. Like supposedly in this girl's book, she said that when he first met her, she goes, he goes, you want a quaalude? Like apparently that's what guys did. They offer people quaaludes. Yeah, yeah, they did with booze now. Well, yeah, but offering a person a quaalude is very different from, I think, what allegedly... Sliding caused, someone in yeah. someone's drink? Yeah. yeah. Did you see that creepy barbecue sauce clip yeah. from, the, from the Cosby Ooh. show? Did you guys see that shit? No, no. That's one of the most it's chilling... chill. It's an episode. And uh, it, it, it basically, Cosby's produced some kind of barbecue sauce, that, or Huxtable has made a barbecue sauce... And his wife is like, God, everyone's so sweet. Everyone seems so nice and loving right now and sort of pans around. And whoever's at the parties, they're kind of kissing, like these couples are kissing. And in this weird, leering way, Cosby's like, it's my barbecue sauce. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, the barbecue sauce. It's my special recipe. And it's like... That's his. Like, it makes when his you, daughter like jump on Sandra jumped on Melvin or whatever his name was and it was like they were like making out. And he's like, wait, Ooh. did he drug it? Well, yeah, yeah. The, the, the implication in the episode is that Huxtable, who is a doctor and has access to medication, has put some kind of weird chemical in his barbecue sauce that sedated the people there. But really, theoretically, it seems like Bill Cosby was writing his fetish. Yeah. Into the Cosby Show. That's art. Which is that's what art is. People, and that's why Cosby's an artist. You express Here's yourself. You express I yourself. In your art form. That offends me. God, <laughs> he was pissed. That, wow, what a high level. Yeah, that's pretty intense, right? Yes, it's I can't, very fit, I can't fathom. I really, and this is a, a bland statement. I can't fathom the type of human being that would do that. Like, I can't imagine that that person really exists that there's someone that thinks that that oh yeah and can, guess can what sleep at night he didn't that can think do of that on his own sleep at night. someone else told him how to do it what's that he didn't like think of that on his own someone yeah you got the first guy in his line it's like there's tons of those people out i can't i, I mean you know for i never i never once heard in college and you know i understand but i never once had a friend that would ever have thought that was cool like ever, I can't like so the fact that I and I know that that happens, but 
I can't imagine the person that can sleep at night. But the fact that it's fucking Cosby and the oh, and yeah. it's like bar it'd be like if Barney the dinosaur if it came out that the purple dinosaur was like raping people. It's the same level of like Cosby not Cosby. Like there's a, a, a Elmo. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Elmo coming out is like doping people. It's that same level. Of, it can't I, I kind of think he I, I think Elmo did. No, no. Yeah, right? Elmo I, 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 didn't. I don't think. I think the guy, the guy who did that. Well, I know it's not the puppet. It's the guy that runs the puppet that did it. Yeah. Well, maybe him. I don't know. But I think Elmo's innocent. What if he's like, hey, man, I put the puppet on. And the puppet's got a mind of its own. I can't help it. If he's fucking molesting kids, I can't stop him. Look at this. Oh, I'm sucking this kid's dick. Oh, God. Elmo. Elmo no. is like when Spider-Man turns into Venom. Yeah. <laughs> takes him over. <laughs> No man, I think that guy actually that didn't he he that was a bad that was not real. I think he's innocent. I don't know for sure, but I remember I don't know either, reading I somewhere. Say yeah. I, yeah, I shouldn't. So say I think he's he, I think he's not. I don't think he really did it for some reason. I remember it coming out, but I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, it's so weird to think that in in Bill, allegedly in Bill Cosby's mind that that was a a normal thing to do. That you would just imagine, just like like. The experience of coming to to see fucking Bill Cosby's face hovering over you as his cock slides in and out of your asshole. That is something out of hell. Well, wait, That's flip, like, it, flip it for us. Like, imagine, okay, coming to and Roseanne Barr is just fucking you and you're just like hey good morning and you're like the fuck is this because that's I mean I'm trying to think of our famous because it would have to be a woman like obviously I'd be very upset if a guy was fucking me in the ass I'd be like I'd be appalled but like I'm trying to think like Brett Butler is just like sucking your dick and she's like good morning and you're like you wouldn't care you wouldn't care as much I saw Brett Butler recently you thought about it you thought about it i can I tell you, I've always wanted to fuck Brett Butler. Wow. I saw her recently. She looks, she looks great. Um, and she, I saw her at Good Morning America, and I fucking lost my shit. I was like, oh, my God. I'm a comedian. My name's Bert. I fucking, I know David Toxman. I kind of went off on her. She was like, oh, hello. How you doing? I always wanted to get drunk there. Can I tell you, I always wanted to fuck for really? That sounds aggressive. But um, Janine Garofalo. I see her all the time now in New York. What? She's still pretty hot, man. She is hotter still pretty now hot. than she's ever been. She was in the back, like at the stand, and right inside the curtain, and so it was kind of dark, and then I get off stage, and I see this short girl with, like, you Great know, like, dyed black hair, hair and, like, some tats, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is it? She's smiling at me. I'm like, yeah, comedy's working out. And then, <laughs> and then it was like, hey, all right. I was like, oh, hey, how are you, ma'am? <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right. Close. Her last hour special was fucking awesome. Really? I've always been attracted to her. How long ago? Been, I don't know. Yeah, you, Yusuf would, would, would do it too. We talk about it a lot. Yeah. That type. It's that type. If I woke up and Janine Garofalo had roofied me, does that mean get off? Okay. If Jan, uh, Maybe that's the Lord telling me not to say this thought. <laughs> if, if I woke up and Janine Garofalo roofied me, I'd be like, uh, please tell me I came inside you. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> I want to have a baby with you. Um, I'm fun. I have a massive crush on her. She'll never hear this, and she'll never, she'll never speak to me ever. In real she's person. not even on email. What? She's not even on email. She doesn't have emails. No way. She doesn't do phone at all. Wow. Cell phone at all. She's what is off. that? Is that like a? I don't like, know. That's what it's like to be deaf and blind. I guess. 
Yeah, she's gone. She's off the grid. She still looks hot as shit. How old do you think she is? Fifty? Yeah, probably. Yeah. This Man, I, you know, I, 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 this is what I call a, a strong close to a podcast. <laughs> this is the reason I don't do live podcasts. I'm already thinking of all the shit I have to edit out of this fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate it. You guys. Uh, that sounded leery. What? All that Janine Garofalo talk there. I know. Sure it did. It feels creepy. It's like, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a different way of catcalling her. Is like just talking about how hot she is, and I'm sure she's gonna get offended by this. She'll be like, "No, she's not gonna fucking hear it. I'm not even gonna post this." All right, uh, <laughs> fuck. I'm gonna post just the beginning, and they can be like, "And that was the show." The sadly, the dumb French people in Canada didn't know how to hit record. They hit pause and then fucking say la vie. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. I appreciate it. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Ari. Thanks, you guys. Uh, what, any sh- you doing any shows tonight? Uh, no, but tomorrow night I'm going to be doing a, an hour of stand-up in here, and then I'm doing my podcast in here Friday at 10.30. With you. With me. As my guest, and, and Andy Kindler. And I'm a much better guest than I am host. Um, Ari Shafir is doing... Storyteller show tonight that you're going to be on. Yep. Thursday night at midnight also, and Saturday night at midnight, and then solo show tonight and Saturday... And, um, you know, try to find some mushrooms while I'm out here, maybe. <laughs> Hang around. All right, we put that out know. there. <laughs> All right, can you say goodbye in French or something? Au revoir, à la prochaine. Thank you. Good night, you guys. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.